Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are chatting with Sue Rue. It has been a Sue Rue week, to be honest, because I just shared on Monday my recording from her podcast episode called Love Yourselves. And today we are, I'm the one with the mic asking the questions, although she does ask some questions. And we really dive into, this was an idea of ours about connection, collaboration, and growth. Sue and I met many years ago on a face, in a Facebook group, in a program, early stage personal development, and we kept kind of popping back into each other's lives. So we share a little bit more about that. I get to ask some good questions. Sue is an incredible, incredible massage therapist who has really learned how to pivot this year, especially this year with COVID, and she's done an incredible job. I'm just, I'm so grateful to have her in my space. And I'm so grateful to have her on the show. She was on this podcast episode. I'll have to go back and look. I'll put it in the show notes last year. So we would talked about that and how much she's grown since then. And Sue really talks about like what personal development has taught her, what 2020 has taught her, what her story is how she loves her story now. And I just, it warms my heart. Honestly, I just, I love everything about this episode and I love everything about Sue. I know you're going to enjoy it. Welcome back to the show, Sue. How are you? Oh, thanks. I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. You were on this show last year. I think you made mention about... (laughs) (laughs) the vomit face you're making right now that you did not like that was you were nervous about that experience being on the show then that experience was crazy for me do you remember me wearing my headphones yeah I do I do and I remember actually I'm pretty sure I asked you if you want to be in the show and you were like "Eh, okay um sure like really not sure and I'm like um I wouldn't ask if I wasn't sure but it was so funny so this is like this just ties back in because we have Sue back on the show again today which I'm so excited about if if you didn't listen to um Sue's episode Sue has a wonderful podcast called love yourselves I was on her show last week we talked all about connection collaboration and growth And we just had so much to talk about that we decided to carry it back on over to this side of the show. And we're back for part two. (laughs) So welcome. Thank you. Yes, I had so much fun. And as I reflect on the podcast I did on your show, 
it was like I hadn't I think I had done one other podcast for someone else had interviewed me, but I didn't even have this microphone. I didn't have my podcast. I was going to say you hadn't started your podcast yet, right? Yeah. No. So I remember, I remember feeling so nervous. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a very different feeling now, which I'm excited to just like sit back with the mic and like, let (laughs) you roll. I, now I'm in charge and I've got to think about the questions. Yeah. I don't have to show you like feet up. Here we go. (laughs) We're ready to start. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. So part of part of the difference from one year later is last year we had kind of just started to really like actually get into each other's space and to get to know each other more. Whereas this year I feel like it's a very different energy and different space because I feel like I know you more and you've actually physically done work on my body. So <laughs> I think it's just different, right? I think it's different. A lot has changed in a year, but this is not the first time that we actually cross paths, right? So we cross paths we were trying to put the years together, I think 2016 in the supercharged ish yeah. ish in Peter Kelly's program. Yeah. Is that when, when did your personal growth journey actually start or whatever you want to call start? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Um, yeah. yeah. They're really, when I was reflecting, I don't know when there was an actual day. I know that I had been following Peter Kelly and her and Anna, would do these YouTube videos in the gym talking about residual yeah. income. And I was like, I just love them. And so I, just, <laughs> I started becoming a huge Peter Kelly fan and knew what she was up to and what she's putting out in the world. And so when she announced her supercharged, it was, it was a stretch for me because it was a financial commitment monthly and I had yet to invest in myself in any way other than buying the books and mm-hmm. listening to certain podcasts, but I hadn't actually invested in myself. And I didn't actually know what that really looked like. You know, the whole coaching world, I I just hadn't really investigated. So that was, was my, yeah, that was my first turning point. Like what made you say, mm-hmm. yes, no, we're doing this. What made oh. you say yes? <laughs> it's so funny that you asked me this question because I write I wrote about this story in the next collaborative book that's coming out called Sisterhood which should be coming out in the next couple of weeks about my journey of meeting incredible women and how they inspired me and pushed me and changed me in the way that I needed I was miserable AF like oh, what I <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm yeah. like cheerleader over here um, yeah yeah I was in a really really dark place I remember feeling like is this all there is is just me going into this clinic room every day and a lot of it had to do with parenting a young toddler which takes a lot out of you and I just felt exhausted and I felt there was this intuition I know now was kept tapping me like there's something more there's something more I knew that I couldn't just like sit around and do nothing and so that was my first sort of and actually I just read the book The Big Leap that was like do you remember her talking about that back then I do I think that uh, reading that and then I jumped into the supercharged was the start for me yeah I remember that book oh I just I just love that thinking about how 
I think what I always found positive about it is that we can like literally reinvent ourselves at any time. Like we can anytime. change anything at any time. So I love that. Can I ask you how, if you were going to go back and look at yourself being as one of your first steps into personal growth, how do you feel you showed up in that group? I like didn't. How, okay. No, this is a good question. I didn't. <laughs> and I there's didn't. the answer. No, no, it's, so tell us about that. So I would see you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's when we became Facebook friends or whatever. Cause I was like, Oh, she's like down the street basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but the women in that group inspired me, inspired me to think about what I actually wanted to do. So I think I created my website then, and then I wanted to write a book. That is how I connected with Steph Gold, who ultimately took me down this path to where I am. Um, so Steph Gold is a life coach and she, I just reached out to her on a Facebook message through that group. I think the message said, cause she had written her book, her second book. And she had said, wrote this post or whatever. And like, I look back and I'm like, it was to call in her clients, which <clears throat> totally worked. She's yeah. a genius. And I wrote to her and I said, Oh, you know, congratulations. Um, I, I really want to write a book someday. And um, we just started talking and then we jumped on a call and then I ended up hiring her and we worked together for her eight week program to start. That's how it all began. And that's how, so was that early? Like, were you in the supercharged and then you did Steph's program early? Like I joined supercharged in January mm-hmm. was the start of the year. I'd connected with Steph about a month into that program. And then I was working with her in June. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. And did you stay in the supercharge the whole time that it was there or did you? No, I think I left. I think I was there for a year and mm-hmm. I left because she was shifting as well um, yeah. with her program. So yeah. yeah, I don't remember exactly time-wise, but I know that she was shifting in how that was being offered. Yeah. I just ended up meeting so many incredible women that are now in my everyday life. Not, I mean, we're not close, but mm-hmm. um, in the virtual land. Um, Which is a really real, actually. Our virtual land is all we've known. So I thank God we had built some kind of virtual land, right? It's my favorite. (laughs) Saved my life. Saved my life. Yeah, I do understand that. I do. And I think it's interesting because in a group like that, the people you're mentioning, I didn't end up connecting with. Not because there's anything bad, good, or we just, that's not where I ended up connecting. I ended up connecting with different people. So, but then we still ended up coming back, which I think is really cool. Did you have a lot of resistance to investing in yourself? Did you have some resistance? I know you said like you just kind of were tired of being in that state and didn't want to be in that state anymore. Yes. And I don't know. Yes, I definitely did. Um, yeah. And it was more surrounding guilt. Yeah. Um, guilt, feeling guilty with spending money on myself that couldn't provide me with something like tangible. I remember lying to my partner you're not alone. Or I just like didn't tell him. I was like, I'm in this group with these amazing people. And he was like, okay, weirdo. And (laughs) you know what? So again, go back to 2016, 2017. It wasn't something a lot of people were talking about. It was not something a lot of people were doing. It was, it was different to be online talking to, you mean you have friends in Arizona and friends in California. And I'm like, they're really cool. I like them. Like this is just this, It's just, I think this is the thing, right? Is that if you can't find your people in your circle, it's knowing that there's people everywhere. And the opportunities that come 
out of building those relationships because even if we get into this, like seeing you at Bliss, which was a live event in Los Angeles, was the first time we physically saw each other in a hallway. Like you had to, like, I'm glad that you did. I was in line. You like, you come running up and I'm like, just familiar, but I don't know who that is. I couldn't at first figure out who it was. And you're like, this is Subaru. I live in London. And I'm like, hi. And I'm like, oh, supercharged. Like you just kind of have to put into, into context. But it was just, yeah, it was interesting seeing people that I only see online. All of a sudden you see them there. Yeah. It's very much a process when we go through this. Um, I want to ask you, it sounds like a segue, but it's not, we're still on the same topic. How does, like, what does ownership mean to you? Mm. And how does ownership fit into just this first part of the journey that you've talked about? Yeah, I, I had to own that there was something more for me to do in this life. I had to step out of the pity party. Like I had to you know, recognize that I don't want to be depressed every day. I don't want to have anxiety every day. I want to feel fulfilled in more. And based on my career and where I was at that point in life, I knew I needed to make a shift. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that's answering your question. No, but like, it is. I had, to, I had to own my like misery and be like, all right, Sue, like, <laughs> we let's go. Here or we do something with it. No, it's great because it's just really putting in the context that, that like understanding that we are the ones who can change this. And it doesn't feel like it sometimes, but it's, it's, I mean, we talk about blame, we talk about ownership and without ownership, we don't create change. And there's lots of opportunity for change, even though it might not feel like it sometimes. I get that, but there is a lot of opportunities for change. Yeah, I agree. And it can be scary. You know, I was terrified, but ultimately I I cannot imagine what my life would be like. (laughs) It's it's hard to understand. I think when we go back and look at it that way, like I I think I, I shared that last week on your podcast is the fact that everyone who's in my life now wouldn't be here. Right. Like literally every other than husband, but like literally everyone who's Same. in my life would not be here. I can't even fathom that. That just doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. It go it kind of goes back to like any major decision we make. So you and I are s- still involved in the same um, network marketing company with products. And I, I look back to when I started that, which was years before God, the supercharged. And I was like, I think I'd be dead. I don't, you know what? So that's actually really, no, this is a really good comment is we joined. And I think I've even heard Chris Harder say it, that like a network marketing company is a great way to start with personal development. Cause you start to understand that, you know, you are, you think you're selling a brown box of product. You're not because everybody has the same brown box. If you don't figure out a way to share yourself and why it's important to you, It's a way to learn how to show up, how to be seen, how to speak, how to take notes, like how to learn who your people are, how to see the people that you are wanting to be connecting to, right? Like we don't need everybody. It doesn't matter what our business is. You don't need everybody. That's not how it works. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things we've learned from that. And I know then in all fairness, that would mean that my personal development journey like officially started, you know. 10 years ago, but I can say I've always been one to crave growth. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's been a long time journey, not just, I would say this investment wise, definitely in the last 10 years has been more so than ever before. Do you think that's like, um, sort of in your DNA that you mm-hmm. crave growth? Yep, I do. Now, look, all of a sudden, now she's asking me questions. Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. And two podcast hosts get together. <laughs> We fight over space. <laughs> yeah, I do. You know what? I actually, I shared this once on the show. I think I was in, um, I don't, I was in high school. It was grade school. And I applied to go to like a leadership event. And it was like a five day, it was a grade seven or something like that. And leadership event. And I remember, I, I know, I still, well, obviously it made an impact because I still remember it. I remember coming back different, seeing differently, thinking differently. And what an incredible experience at, you know, 11 years old to be exposed to something so different. It was so different. I mean, I grew up in a small, like, I mean, small area where we didn't have a stoplight where I lived. Like we have one school and, um, that was insane to go into personal development, to go into personal growth, leadership retreat. But it left me craving it. Like I was always the one at school doing students council, doing the councils, doing different programs, doing leadership, not out of an ego thing. I loved it. Like I love learning. I love being in that position and love learning to kind of push myself in a different way. So yeah, I think it is addictive. I think that kind of personal growth is addictive for some. Some people have never done it in any way, shape or form, right? (sighs) Can't, I actually can't quite imagine that, but that's just, it's real. Like I can't imagine my life without it. What can, can you, and I know you've made a list, but who, because she was organized and prepared. I make lots of lists. You make lots of lists. I have lists right now in front of me on these sticky notes that I made for you to try to come up with some challenging questions. Um, who has impacted you the most on your journey and why? Ooh, see, look at the, look at the slide curve in there that I just threw. I didn't just who, and don't take this as like, it's the only person that has impacted you because you can say who has all impacted you. You can say that. I'm just curious. Like who has made that big, like, Jesus, that I can't even imagine where I'd be without that or how much I grew and changed because of it. Steph Gold. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So tell me why. I will. Oh, okay. So I'm glad that I had given that little backstory at the start about Steph because she, we sort of met as she was developing her coaching business and I was one of her first clients. So Mm -hmm. I was able to see the beginning stages Mm -hmm. of where she was at and she hosted a interna- an international retreat in Costa Rica for her year-long clients. And I hadn't um, signed on for her year-long program. I had just fin- completed her eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And out of the blue, and it's really not out of the blue, but she had asked if I was willing to fly my massage table to Costa Rica to massage her year-long clients. Yes. All, <laughs> right? Yes. Hell yes. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know any of her other clients at all. And she had 
said that all I would have to pay for is my flight. Like wow. my food and accommodations would all be, I mean, I'd be working mm-hmm. work. Um, and at the time, so our daughter was three. Um, I'll say this openly because he'll never listen to it, but our, <laughs> my relationship with my partner wasn't the greatest. And again, it's that like intuitive yes, you have to do this. Yes, you have to, you have to go. And it didn't make any sense. <laughs> even, even to my partner, he's like, you're going where now? Where? With who? <laughs> who the girl the- online I told you about, right? The girl I, online I told you about. Sounds insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Um, but that was sort of the catapulting moment into where I am now um, because Sarah Kleiner was mm-hmm. her other first um, year long client and her and I are like best friends now. She's in San Francisco. Um, who else? Carrie Keating was there. I love um, Carrie. Um, yeah. I love Carrie. Yeah. Diana Tulumba. She was there. And like, so like all these girls, all these amazing women just sort of started this ripple of connection and sisterhood and collaboration. Um, And I'm just so grateful to Steph that like I had to write about her Mm -hmm. in this book. And she's so funny too, (laughs) because she's like, you wrote about me? And I was like, yeah, I'll send you a signed copy. Like, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's kind of weird. I'm like. But she might not realize the impact that she made. And that's like, cause she's humble, right? Like, and it's not, like she's, she might not realize that. And, and I connect with her every single week. Like she's hired me now. Like I coach her virtually. So awesome. it all comes around, right? Like always. Yeah. So who so else is on your list? list? That's so awesome. So awesome. I love you. <laughs> um, who else is on my list? Hold on. Let me pull it up. So I mentioned Diana Tulumba. Yeah. Also in the book that's coming out. Oh, next. she? Okay. Awesome. The sisterhood um, one. The sisterhood yeah. one. Um, Chrissy Marie. I don't know if you have heard of her. She's been on my podcast, but she is a childhood trauma counseling coach, oh, wow. also a spiral practitioner, and she's just incredible. Wow. Um, she's in the book. Tara freaking Romano. Oh, just Tara? Okay. Just, just Tara. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you and Sarah Swain and Megan and Fallon and doing all of the collaborative book projects, um, the one last year and this year, would not have even been possible or even an option for me if I hadn't said yes to Steph, which is so weird because she's an American. This, I think this is the other thing is, again, thinking outside, right, of when, when we are part of the virtual world, people don't, like, we, we are open that, yeah, sure, that person's in California and this person's here. We don't even think twice about it at all. No. So it's like, how do you even, you know, if a person's looking at this, they're going, but I don't know anybody. Like, what do you do when a person's, but I don't know anybody? I think my advice to that just going back to Sue five years ago when I reached out to Steph that first time, Mm -hmm. there was no 
reason for me to reach out to her other than her post inspired me. Her words on her Facebook page inspired me. And so I let her know that. And that's how it all began. It doesn't have to be like, hey, I want to be your friend. (laughs) No, it does not. Actually, don't do that. (laughs) No, no, don't do that. That doesn't, no, that's very creepy. But if you can connect with someone in some way, shape, or form that brings you two together, Mm -hmm. like you have sort of a a sharing of interests or yeah, just inspiration both ways can grow a beautiful friendship. Like it's, it's not that hard. No. And it's also a case of like, you don't, um, the beautiful friendship can, can spark from something that you might not even have a lot of common interests in place first. Like I think one of my, one of my really good friends now we connected in a CrossFit class. I, was a beginner and she was a, you know, she'd been there for a little while. Um, and then you have two partner wads. And I mean, I, God, I hated partner wads. I still, cause you'd be like looking around going great. Like I've got like all these like, experienced people and I'm like, Oh, please don't want to do this. So you get into this whole mindset, but anyways, her and I become quite like quite good friends. Her kids are significantly younger than mine. We probably chat daily and we organize our workouts together. But we even during COVID, it was like we set accountability times when we get together on Zoom and work out. Mm -hmm. And so you don't, it doesn't, your people don't have to look like you and be your age. I think that's a misconception. Yeah. And I have a funny story about that because one of my very good girlfriends from way back in like 2005, before Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. We started in the same training class for, we were, got hired to work at a bank before I became a social service. And I remember looking over, like looking in the room, you know, when you scan the room to be like, who am I going to talk to on break? Who am I going to have lunch with? And I looked over at her and so here I am with wearing all black head to toe, course with these like ninja boots on because that was my style back then with like those fake braids like all in a big hive like it was ridiculous oh I need that picture but yes go on I don't think I don't think they exist because the internet wasn't what it is now thank god um (laughs) but I looked over um it's my friend Kate and I remember looking at her and she was all like put together and like super like I, I even use the word prissy because I can laugh mm-hmm. about it now. But I was like, oh, I won't be friends with her. <laughs> that first day on lunch, we connected and we've been friends ever since. And now she lives out in LA and she's been traveling all over the world with her um, family. But again, like you stay connected with the people who are important to you yeah. and mean something to you. And um, it could be come out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't, I think that that's a beautiful thing. And I, I'm glad you mentioned that because more often than not, it's people that I wouldn't have expected that I, right. And that's because the reason I wouldn't have expected is because we put this judgment on what we think um, other people will like how our connections will be. And I just think judgment's wrong. Like we're just, we're wrong. Most of the time we're not, we do not have it right. My relationship with you, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, Marsha's famous. Like, no. how, how can I be in her circle? <laughs> it's 
now I'm like dressed. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're too funny. You're too funny. So and it's in famous. I don't know what to say. To yes, that. I no. think you're famous. Well, I appreciate that, but I just think so. Um, but we did a. <laughs> we're just being goofballs now. Like when I was in the group, when I was in PETA's group, I, this is how my brain works. And maybe that's why you saw my name pop up is I'm like, okay, well, I'm here to show up. Let me just show up the way. And I, that's how my brain works. So if I'm going to jump on a plane, as I Mm -hmm. did with PETA's event in Arizona, I'm like, I am going to show up. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to get what, and it's not ego. It's like, I'm going to, I want to be here to learn whatever I'm supposed to learn. Like what am maximize, I maximize yeah. the experience. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. What do you think is the number one thing you have learned from personal development, from your own personal development journey? Oh man. See, she didn't know these questions were coming. <laughs> no, as soon as you ask that, I like look over at the post-its that are <laughs> in my face. <laughs> so I have two of them. Mm-hmm. Stand in your power. Yeah. And let that shit go. Ooh. <laughs> these are these are my two post-its. Oh. My eight-year-old will come in and she like laughs at the post-it because it says shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm um, not apologizing for that. No, God, no. No, no. She's gonna hear that anyway. <laughs> she needs to learn that young, anyways. But yeah, so stand stand in your power. Cause a lot yeah. of times I would just like hide or oh. um and I let, love that. Let that shit go. Oh. So stand in your power. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because that just ties to one of my other questions. Sweet. What did 2020 teach you so far? <gasps> mm. I don't think we have enough time to go over <laughs> that list. <laughs> oh, right? Like what? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good question. Good question. Thank you. Um, the biggest lesson was that I can help people virtually Mm -hmm. when I'm forced to, Mm -hmm. when the world shut down, (laughs) I was banned from my job, as you know, just like explain that to people. Like this is, this is not a pity party. Everybody listening. I want you no. to understand yeah. like for some people it was like, Oh, that's so inconvenient. I have to work from home. <laughs> what was it? I'm serious. I've had people say it to me. They're like, I had to like work on my table and it's so inconvenient. I'm like, really cool. Cause I lost my job. <laughs> it was gone. It was right. gone. I was, I was illegal. And there was a hundred thousand dollar fine. If we were caught yeah. working. Yeah. $100,000 fine. Like, is there not something worse that you could be doing? Like, seriously, that I'm sorry, not that I'm trying to, but like, think about that. No, it's $100,000. It's ridiculous. Right. So like you, we were locked out of our careers that mm-hmm. we've spent our entire lives. <laughs> right. Over again. And I could have applied for the CERB or the government assistance. Um, whatever that was in place, like a number of my colleagues did. But, you know, it was just the, it was the kick in the ass that I needed to transform my business or pivot my business in a way that I wouldn't have done Mm -hmm. otherwise. Mm -hmm. 
So for years, even working with Steph for many years, it was like, I wish I could get my hands through the computer screen to help heal your body. Well, guess what? That's impossible. And so I think it was the next week, actually, that we got locked out. Or maybe it was like two or three weeks in. But not I was too long, like, though. I, I remember that. Com- it was not long. No, because you were one of my first test bodies. And I was like, I was like, well, I can teach others how to work on their bodies and target certain areas, whether it's low back pain or headaches or anxiety, which is, you know, my jam. So it was really incredible to witness these clients virtually healing their own bodies, or at least like, oh, definitely at least taking the edge off and learning a skill that they can now use for the rest of their lives if they want. And um, it's actually catapulted me into the direction that I am in now, where I am working more virtually. I need to spread the word, I guess, in the world that we all have this capability if we if we choose to take it. And mm-hmm. so so yes, I the lesson was just pivot, mm-hmm. find the next thing, go after the next thing, trust yourself. Um, Cause I could have just sat back and did nothing. Easy. You easy, easily could have. And I actually did know it's very strange because it was a time of some people who were like, Oh, like I said, it's inconvenient. I have to work from home and other people going, well, I guess like I'm just going to do nothing and get no offense, but take syrup. Yep. And I, I was in that middle camp where it was like, gosh, shit, I got to build this something and do something fast. Like I got to do, like, it was just this weird time. And I had friends who were going, why are you working so hard? I'm like, because in my head, I could see a bigger vision ahead that what if this goes on for longer? What if this is the break that I've been asking for? to work on my other business, my coaching business. Like what if this is that time? It didn't, uh, there's no way I could have sat, no, again, I couldn't have sat down for six months and did nothing. There's just no, I don't, like I'd have lost it. I would have absolutely lost it. And that would be, I'd be mad at myself for me personally. And I think you and I have that similar mentality and this is why we are becoming the BFFs that we are. Of course. Um, Is the like, is the no excuses mentality. Like there is no excuse for me to just sit here on the couch and collect money from the government. Like we are here on this planet right now to serve and impact others in a bigger way. Mm -hmm. And our businesses are totally different. Yep. Yet we still have that drive or a similar drive. You're way more driven than Which I need you in my life because you motivate me to keep, you know, if you had said on my podcast, it was like, we had a really special group when we did down. We did. That will be special forever for me because that was a group of women who were doers, like here to make a difference, here to step in. Yet there was a touch of like, holy shit, what's this going to look like? There was a bit of fear for all of us because we didn't know. I mean, go back to 
March and April and May. And it was a bit scary and nobody knew what's going on. Like it was because somebody said, well, I had, yeah, well, I had my birthday during COVID too. And I'm like, yeah, well, mine was like in the first two weeks and you couldn't even order anything. There was like, my husband came to me and he was like, I actually don't know what to do. Like, I actually have no idea. I can't order. He did well though. He did amazing. He did amazing with the drive-by, but it was like, well, if there was ever a time you're going to have an excuse, it's totally now because there's nothing that you can do. And it was done and move on. Somebody said that was terrible. I'm like, what was terrible? Like, what was terrible? It wasn't terrible. It was like, and it wasn't the end of the world. That's a perspective that I think I, well, I know I see in you and I see in a lot of the women that I do work with and that I connect with is that perspective of, no, that's not the end of the world. Like, yeah, it can be frustrating, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and, that that's. And where do we go from here? Yeah. What's what are the lessons that we can put forth? And then where can we, so I'm glad you said, um, we were talking about the group that we had during that time. It was like the support. It's oh, huge. So not even in the group itself or the group calls, but like the individual support. Like I know that a lot of the women that I'm, you know, I still hear from daily mm-hmm. were we had each other's backs. 100%. Or at least yeah. just an ear to listen to. Um yeah. so I think that I think that's really special and I'm really grateful for that time. I think that that, so I think that like, that is what 2020 has taught you. And it's interesting. I'm going to tie it back now, tie the bow around it. That (laughs) then (laughs) the number one thing you learn from personal growth is to stand in your power and let that shit go. Do you think that that maybe defined what you did with your 2020 so far? Hmm. Mm. You stood in your power. You did what you could control. You, I'm still and, doing it. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, who isn't? Like no, no, but yeah, like I'm like I'm still. Yep. But the lessons you learned, like back then, that you take mm-hmm. away as some of your prime lessons from your personal development journey, like those prime prime lessons of like standing in your power, you took control of what you could control, and you let the rest of it go. Mm-hmm. That is what allowed you to pivot so fast in the beginning of 2020. When the world stopped, I was like, you went, okay, stand on my power. What can I do? I can work with clients virtually. I don't know what it looks like. Let's try. Let's figure it out. Let's try. And the rest of it, just let that shit go. Like, I think that's essentially what you did. So it's interesting that a lot of those personal development lessons that you learned, like they, they just, we build on them. Like we build on them and we take them to our next stage of what we're going through. Yeah, they carry forward and they're constantly evolving and mm-hmm. mean different things each year or segment of or yeah. chapter of our lives. And absolutely, I look, I look back and I don't think this year would have been so great for me if I hadn't started back then. <laughs> and even like, I know I've said this to you because last year was the whole renovation of the house and that mm-hmm. whole like craziness that I was, I often think like even that prepared me for mm-hmm. a, pan- a global pandemic. Like who's prepared for a global pandemic? I was <laughs> like, I'm fine. I actually, I wrote down because 
you are someone who is always um, wanting people to share their stories and, and, and elaborate and like really get into the into the story and, and pull out the lessons. But I had this thought today before we jumped on here. It was like, I actually love my current story. Mm, God, that's awesome. And that feels really good for me to physically write down. Mm-hmm. And, awesome. and then I, I didn't, I don't think I've ever loved my current story, right? Like even when I first started before the supercharge, I was miserable. I was awful. I was at a, I was very, very low place. And, you know, even years before that, low places, low places, low places. Yeah. So it's, so I wrote, our stories don't always have to feel bad. Nope. And wow. that's what my message is right now for your podcast is like, right now I love my story. I uh, love it. See, and I don't think I hear a lot of people say that. So I love that you've, I really don't like it. By the time people come to me, no, like by the time people come to me, it's like usually the heavy stuff. It's the heavy stuff. And they're like, they, not only do they not like their story, they hate their story. They don't even know where to start. Or some of them hate it so much, yet they're so angry at the world. And they're such a victim, which I, like, again, I know that space well. I lived there for a long time. Zero judgment. Yeah. I, but I think because we live there, you can see it in people fast. Does that make sense? Yeah. And do you find, because your clients are very, I mean, I think we've had similar clients, but yeah. are they embarrassed of their story sometimes? Yep. Usually when they start, they are. And you know me, I like to push, right? So I'm like, like, you're not embarrassed by it. We're actually going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it online. They're like, what the, are you kidding? I'm like, absolutely. We are absolutely. And I've got a couple clients right now that are killing it with their posts. Like, I don't even, they're like, what do you think I should improve? I'm like, nothing. I need to learn from you. Like, I don't even like, you're amazing. You're amazing. How you're writing is, you know, what I'm thinking about yeah. and, like, I just look at it and go, they're in such a state that where they were even like three months ago, I, they're like, I don't even recognize myself. I'm like, yeah, me either. Like, I don't know what you're a totally different person. So yes, by the time I see them, they're that beautiful mix that they have. They tend to be somebody who is like really stuck in their story, really sometimes a victim, but they hate being there and they want something different. It's a real fine line. The ones I can see people pretty fast who are stuck in their story. They're a victim like a hundred times through. Like, and it's, and I say this lovingly, like I know the space, but being in that space as a victim is just going to keep you stuck there. Like, it's just, you're the one with the handcuffs. You've put them on your, your ankles, like you're doing it. And that's really hard because some people have some really horrific stories. At the same time, I've seen people with horrific stories who are just coming out this side, left, right, and center doing amazing things. So I think it's that fine line. So there was my little bit of tangent there, that fine line of people who are, um, really wanting to do something or move past being a victim that I just admire the heck out of that. I love, I love that. And I want to continue to bring a voice to people who are in that space, um, and want to do something with it. But I can honestly say it's not something I hear very often that people say, I love my story. That's amazing. I love it. I have goosebumps. I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. But that's why your work is so important too, because 
like I you have been a part of <clears throat> like someone I admire and, and look up to and I read all of your stuff and and it's like you are a part of why my story is so lovely right now. Oh, okay. Now there's like pause for crying. Seriously. <laughs> okay. I'm just... It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true. Yeah. It's true oh, because um, like I know I am in, in your group coaching, but even before you asked me or called me in, <laughs> I, I like to say you called me in. Can we talk about that since you did yeah. that, since you went there? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of people assume that you run a group coaching program and I put something out online and everybody just flocks. <laughs> That's not the truth. I tell, I'm so honest with my coaching clients. That is not the truth. People will flock to you. They will come to you as you continue to grow. But nobody is opening up a group coaching program and selling out like 25 spots. It just doesn't happen. You have to build, like build that credibility. So how did things go with you and I? <laughs> you you. I followed my gut. I sent you a message. Yeah, you just sent me a voice note. You were like, I feel like you need to be in this space. And I was finishing up another group coaching. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. I think it was February. I was still in, it. Was still in the other one. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, fine, Marcia. <laughs> I think, were you away on a trip when this, when this happened? Were you like away? Um, or I said near- yes, and then we left for okay. a trip. And then got back and the world shut down. And the world stopped. Yes. And then the world stopped. And I lost yeah. all my income. <laughs> and you still showed up in the space. I still wasn't. Right? Like it's, yeah. And I, here's like, that's, I knew you were somebody I wanted in the space. I didn't exactly know why. I really didn't. But I know I asked you before COVID. And I knew you were somebody I wanted in the space. And then when it happened... Like then I was like, I really started to understand why. Like, and that's it. Like you really have to trust yourself afterwards. And that starts to make sense. Mm -hmm. And because I said yes, prior to the pandemic, I was able to be in your group throughout. Yeah. From the beginning. The transition, which I don't think if I really think about it, wouldn't have created a virtual business. It's, we did something like, so I remember during this time and everybody's like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? And I'm like, okay, I love to work past stories, but I also like to get to business. And it's like, what do you need to generate to make the difference? And I remember saying this to you, I'm like, what do you need? How much do you need to generate? And what is it? And you're like X amount. I'm like, cool. How many people is that in a month that you could see to make a difference? And you said it. I'm like, okay, let's open up virtual. Like, what can we do? What can we do? And we did that with everybody in the group. And it was just the mindset of like, okay, how do we make this work? How do we pick up our income so that you actually are generating it before we're even done this program? But what is amazing about that is like the example of we are all capable of doing whatever the fuck we want to make money. Yeah. There's like lots we, of ways to do it. We don't, we think it's one way because that's my job, like my job, but we think it's one way. And then the world says, 
no, it's not. And you're not going to work. And it's like, what are we going to do? And I literally remember it's March 17th for me, March 18th. I sat here. I'm like, okay, we're all in. What are we doing? Like, it was just, what are we doing? There was no skip in it because it just felt like it had to be something we jumped into. So that's, I do believe that that's years of personal development that have helped to handle situations like that, you know, cause for some people that it was, it, I, I'm, we're not talking about the illness. We're not talking about the illness for some people, the situation of the change of not have having to do life differently was like catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just they're still, and they're still reeling. I know it's, I know that's another whole thing. It's just going to take a lot of, there's a lot of mental health support that's going to be required over the next. There really is. I do not say that lightly at all. There's an awful lot of mental health support that's going to be required. Okay. And then on that note, on that note, again, it's like, what helps our mental state connecting with other like-minded humans or having energies from other humans, whether that's virtual or not in our lives. Like how many times have I even like felt in a funk and I, I'll message you or I'll message Sarah or I'll message Megan. And it's just like, Oh, I need, I need to bounce something off you. I'm like, fine. My energy's ugh, and then they'll help me flip it. Like I'm so grateful to have them. But that's exactly what you're talking. No. And I just want to, I want to really push on that point for a second. That's you in the moment immediately going, okay, I don't want to stay here. Can you help me shift this? And that's the thing is, is for years before that, I would have friends that we get together and pretty much just have wine a bitch. And it was like, <laughs> this isn't really doing anything, but you know, like it's what you do. It's what some did. And it was like, God, I just, I come back feeling worse. Yeah. Nothing had changed. My life was a disaster at the time. And I'm like, this is not changing anything. And now it's a case of like, oh my God, I hate where my mindset is right now. Who can I message? And how can you help me shift this? And I think that's part of the collaboration and connection piece. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% agree. Um, yeah. Choose, choose your energies and choose your spaces wisely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I want to ask you, what does vulnerability mean to you? And what has it taught you? I knew I'd ask that one. What does it mean? And what has it taught you? Yeah, I'm going to make you edit this part. Not a chance. I, I've actually never thought about it. Hmm. Like, like truly thought about it. I feel like you asked me this on your first podcast and I like gave you some generic bullshit answer. And that would be, yeah, that, that would be valid back then. I think for me, showing who I truly am, whether that's out in the virtual world or in my household with my family yeah, and not hiding feelings, not hiding emotions or, you know, even if they're yucky and murky and gross, being vulnerable is showing all of my colors. I think that's by doing that, it has allowed me to receive compassion from others or the receiving their vulnerability in return Mm -hmm. because we can't just walk around and pretend like we're something we're not. No. People see through that. Like I see through that and you can't sustain it. It's not something we can try, but it's, 
It's exhaust. I think that there's another point. It is exhausting. It's exhausting. You can't maintain it. It's not real. Again, going back to my like virtual business, like <laughs> I show my stomach <laughs> to people a through a screen. And I did a live workshop a couple weeks ago, walking around, stomach out. I have always been that self-conscious person. Yeah. Or that was the story I used to tell myself yeah. up until now where I'm like, just let that shit go. Like I'm... I, I need to like walk in my love yourselves. Like I need to be that example. Like for Ooh. that was the biggest thing. I think maybe that came out of the pandemic was like, I don't care that I am 25 pounds over my ideal weight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we are all in these bodies. We should all love them. And I need to be that example, even oh. though I know. <laughs> so good. You guys don't realize how deep that comment was. She just said it's like so good because you can't like it's it's so true right like you can't like you you can't ask women to love themselves if you don't you just can't okay. you can't ask them to like love who they are love their stomachs to really work through some of that stuff virtually if you don't it shows it shows it's like inauthentic at the core and it shows. And you can't build a sustainable business on that. A hundred percent. You cannot. People think you can, you can't, it won't last. Oh my gosh. I've always so much I could talk to you about and so many things that I could, <laughs> I want to know what is up for 2020, 2021 for you. What do you see? Well, first of all, I think we should um, start our own podcast together. I think so too. I was actually crossing my mind last time. Like meanwhile, I'm like, I don't have enough time to do the podcast that I'm doing, but we're going to start a second one. Apparently (laughs) it's a BS conversation, but yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that. You thought about that. I did. And we've never talked about it. Okay. No. Um, (laughs) What are my goals for the end of the year and into next year? Um, What do you see for like, even if it's not goals, what do you see for yourself in the next year? If people last this long in the episode, like we love you. If you last this long, thank you. Thank Thank you you. for sticking around. Well, I want my book to be out, like mine. Your own book. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And again, this whole transition of virtual and me understanding what I'm meant to leave to the earth has has all come through that. And so Mm -hmm. I would like it in book form. I love podcasting. I love it, even though it doesn't bring me any money. It, I'm, you and I are like the same. Directly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but, it doesn't. It's not a paycheck. We're not sponsored by anybody, but I do love it. It's the one aspect of my business that I do love and make time for on a it. weekly basis. Yeah. No, I love it. So, yeah, I would like this podcast to maybe reach more people. And, yeah, I just – I love my story right now. I love to just – I just want to enjoy this life that – I struggled for years to build and raising a daughter that is now so aware of everything and she can feel emotions and she's just so in tune. It's like, I think that's my main priority is her. Mm -hmm. And um, because I know growing up, I didn't have that support from my parents. My parents were great, but they like, I just, we didn't have, no. Yeah, there's a different relationship and um, because she's the only (laughs) 
the one and only because I will not have another one. I think she deserves that. She's been through. Um, it's interesting. You sent me the uh, my old my Google form from last year's podcast, and she was just diagnosed with the seizures. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't had one since April third of twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. April 3rd. It was like the world shut down. She stopped going to school and her health improved. So yeah, I just, yeah, I don't really have any hefty goals. That's okay. I want to, yeah, I just want to live life and like enjoy life and just be super grateful that we exist on this planet and we're healthy and I get to hang out with cool people like you, Marcia. Oh, see, that's awesome. I love that. I think it's awesome that we are in a seg. We've really spent two and a half hours, not all today, my last podcast, just really trying to show the listener the power of like connection, collaboration, and growth. Like when you do the growth, when you sign up for the growth and you commit to it, it helps you to show up differently, which allows you to connect and collaborate with others. And it sets you up in a space where as you get into some more challenging times in life, you have created circles, armies, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter, right? But it's a huge thing. I thank you so much for being on the show. Like, honestly, I just adore you and I love what you're doing. And I want to ask you, I don't know if the lesson's the same, but like what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Listening to the nudges. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. If I didn't, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. No. In, in everything, even even this whole concept of this two podcasts. No, listening to the nudges. So where in your life, not yours, the listener, are you not listening to the nudges, right? Where are you? And people go, I don't hear that. And I'm like, but you're not, if you don't listen to the small ones, you won't hear the bigger ones. Yeah. Right? You just won't hear them. And sometimes the small ones are the big ones. Thank you for being here today. Honestly, it's been so great doing this combined um, episode where we talk about all things connection, collaboration, and growth. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.